Welcome to Zimmerman Podcast, episode 91. Today, I'm sharing a sort of virtual mentoring session, if you will, addressing one of the most common topics I come across when I'm mentoring business owners or teaching classes. So time and time again, I see entrepreneurs working incredibly hard toward business goals that after our time together, they realize they didn't even really want to achieve. When we spend so much of our time trying to keep up with or outpace our industry peers, we can end up spending our best hours trying to win a race that we don't even really want to be running. Instead of getting caught up in the comparison game that only ends up distracting us from our purpose, let's dive in a second into how we can listen to our own voices and write our own scripts. All right, you ready? Let's do it. I'm Jessica Zimmerman, and this is Zimmerman Podcast. I'm a serial entrepreneur, mom to three, and professional oversharer who has spent a decade building my business and helping others do the same. From wedding floral design to business education, features in Martha Stewart Weddings and Forbes magazine, and even writing and publishing my best-selling memoir, Sleeping with a Stranger, my business has kept growing, evolving, and changing year after year, just like me. Because the best thing about building a strong business is the freedom it gives me to live a full life. And that's what Zimmerman Podcast is all about, sharing real, transparent, in-the-moment reflections about how to live a life, build a business, and lead a family through the good, the hard, and the messy. That's what we're doing each week, right here on Zimmerman Podcast. Welcome to the show. Number one, stop being such a consumer. Okay, imagine your day for a second as if it's a pie chart, okay? And every hour is a slice. How much of that pie do you spend consuming, taking things in? And this can be all kinds of things. This could be uh, Pinterest, listening to podcasts, watching Netflix, the news, Sirius XM radio, reading magazines, talking on the phone, Facebook, YouTube, TikTok, whatever. It's all consuming, okay? It's funny. I'm We're currently in Las Vegas. I'm recording this episode in, in Las Vegas, and it's super windy outside, so my apologies if the, uh, if the audio isn't incredible. But Yesterday, I was talking to Stella, and she was saying how she wanted her iPad. Now, they only get their iPads if we're going on a trip that is two hours or more. And I'm really strict about iPads. And I think the reason for that is I'm really, you know, I'm really aware of what not only I consume, but what my children consume as well. And I really recognize that we live in a world that we are constantly entertained. I mean, if you, I I remember growing up and standing in line and I would look around and I I don't know, I would, I would watch the ants on the ground as they were, you know, working together and lifting something or whatever it was they were doing. Or I would look up at the sky and see the clouds and I would try to figure out what I thought those clouds looked like, what shapes they were making. And you stand in line today and you look around and every single person every single person is on their phone. You go to a dance studio or a gymnastics uh, studio and your kids are performing, yet you're on your phone. And 
the consumption, I don't know, I'm just very, very aware of it. And it's something that I have to work on all the time. And I think that we have become a society of consumerism. It's not all good, you know? And so we weren't going far. We were going like 40 minutes. And she asked if she could have her iPad. And I said, no, because we're not going that far. And she said, well, what am I going to do? And I thought, that's just the point. Like, you don't have to be constantly entertained because if you're constantly entertained, you're always going to be looking for something to fill that void, right? And you've got to learn to just be. Like, you have to learn to just be able to look out the window. And yeah, it's not that exciting. I don't, I, I'm not necessarily super excited about it either, but I can learn to be content and to and to hear my own voice. And when I'm bored, oftentimes that's when ideas come to mind. And I was just trying to explain all of that to her. And I think they're beginning to get it. You know, it's something I'm probably going to have to drill into their heads, but we are just constantly consuming and we have to be incredibly disciplined when it comes to consumption because it is all around us and it is second nature. It is just like breathing nowadays. And we just have to try to be so disciplined to not consume everything because what you consume, it both points to and determines what you're searching for. If you study what you choose to consume, it can give insight or point to what you're looking for in your life, whether that's distraction, inspiration, community, commiseration, whatever. It also determines what you look for in your life. Our phones and media in general is literally designed to market to us. Your attention is a money-making industry. Let me say that again. Your attention, what you pay attention to, what you are consuming is a money-making industry. And at its core, marketing is telling you that there's something you don't have that you need. Of course, this is great when you're looking for a new rice cooker and you get a targeted ad for the perfect one, but it's not really that cool when all the content you consume leaves you with the feeling that everyone is living a perfect life except for you. So let what you choose to consume show you what you're looking for in your life, okay? Let me just say that again because I think it's important. Let's take a minute and, and really study what it is that you're consuming and ask yourself, what is that showing me about my life? Because here's the truth, whether we want to believe it or not, everything in our life is really a mirror for us. There are people who we absolutely can't stand. And why is that? What is that trying to show me? Like take the take the actual person out of it for a second. D- take the name away from it. And what is it about that person that upsets you, that makes you angry, that makes you roll your eyes every time you see them post something? Or what is it about someone who posts something and you immediately are just envious or you start saying, man, I wish I had that life or must be nice or something like that. Really take a minute, honestly, and look at that and then ask yourself, what is that showing me about my own life? 
Let me give you an example. I may have shared this before, but this was actually an excellent exercise that I did one time that Jessie DeLoe asked me, and I did a podcast episode with her. Uh, definitely go back and check that out. But she um, she asked me one time, name three people that you envy and then list why you envy those people. And not envy in like this jealous way where you like want bad for them or whatever, but what is it about your about them that you envy that you think is great? Because really what that's showing you is that's what you desire in your life. That's what you want in your life. And that's really your North Star. That is telling you, oh, that's what I'm supposed to have. So what are the roadblocks that are keeping me from that? It might be some of the other stuff that you're consuming. And that's why we live in this world of constant struggle and we feel like we're in this tug of war all the time within ourselves is because we aren't differentiating what it is that we're consuming. So if I am consuming, if I'm following someone and man, I love their lifestyle, like they are just so free. They get to travel whenever they want. They have the finances that they've got such a huge cushion, they can kind of uh, take risks and and do incredible things, and they can take a year off, and they can serve others, and they can, you know, travel the world. Like those are all things that I envy. But if at the same time, I am also watching someone who is posting about business all the time and entrepreneurship. And I think that I need to be doing that. And then I'm in this tug of war between, you know, this freedom perhaps, and this need to like sit down and come up with this major plan and execute, you know, a new way of doing business or something. And maybe that is what I think I'm supposed to be doing when really what I'm supposed to be doing is listening to that North Star, which is travel and be free. Now, I understand that that sounds a little crazy. And I struggle with this because I go, well, that's wonderful. And I'd love to do that. However, I still have a family to support. So I do have to think of my business. And man, it's such a struggle, but you really just have to get to a place. And listen, I'm still learning, but where you are able to have a little bit of freedom. And what I mean by freedom is freedom within yourself, like freedom to be able to make your decisions, to live happily with them. And I think, well, what if I only consumed the things that made me want to be better or the things that really made me happy? And honestly, like, think about this. When you are scrolling, if anything makes you feel in any way, and maybe you don't know what it is right away and that's okay. But if it makes you feel bad about yourself or less than, or man, I should be doing more or why aren't I to this place yet? You got to let it go. You got to let it go. You got to stop following. You got to, you got to let it go. Even if you don't know why, because if we can fill ourselves with the good stuff, we, that's what we really have to do. We have to become a ruthless editor and we have to be a good Finder. We have to be someone who only strives to find the good, the things that make us feel good, the things that uh, make us laugh and happy and make us feel better about ourselves. And maybe by doing those things, then the work that we're supposed to be doing will come to us, right? Versus following people that we think are doing the work we're supposed to be doing. 
So yeah, you got to let what you choose to consume show you what you're looking for in your life. Then you have to stop consuming. The answers that you're looking for, they're inside of you. They're not outside of you. They're not in someone else's Instagram or in someone else's website. They aren't going to show up on your feed. They are inside of you. Consumption is like a white noise machine and it's blocking out the quiet noise inside of you that intuitively knows the answers you're searching for. When we quiet the world around us, break our phone addictions, and make space for silence in our days, we become more attuned to the answers our bodies are holding. Because that is the thing, my friends. Your body is holding all of the answers. And I know that you hear this. I know you hear this and you roll your eyes and you want to turn this off when people say things like, you have the key to to your dream life. But it really is the truth. Like we really do. And here's the thing. I know this too. I still struggle with it. It's a daily discipline. That's why I use the word discipline. It is a daily decision to be disciplined enough to be still. It is a daily decision to be disciplined enough to tune out the noise. Because you know what? Addiction is called addiction for a reason. Addiction for a moment makes us feel better. Uh, I was at, I attended a church service yesterday and the uh, pastor, I love how real some of these pastors are. And he he said, you know, you know why we sin? Because it's fun. Sin is fun, okay? And, you know, but we have to be disciplined to make good decisions and everything. And uh, consumption can be fun, you know? Sometimes it is fun to just binge, you know, Netflix or to binge, you know, um, book after book. Or there are other things that we consume that maybe aren't as healthy, whatever it is. But the truth is, is we have to be disciplined enough to be still, because all of the answers are inside of us. They are. And until we are still enough to stop and to listen to them, we are going to keep getting the same trials and the same frustrations over and over again because we haven't learned the lesson. And that's a really irritating place to be. And I can be totally honest with you. I had a bit of a moment last week where I just kind of broke down and I was like, I honestly got on my hands and knees and I prayed and I was like, Lord, what is it that you want me to learn? Because you keep giving me kind of this same trial in another way, you know, in in one way or another over and over again. And I am so tired of it. I'm so tired of it. What is it that you want me to learn so that I can learn it and we can move on? And that usually happens when I am not being still enough. And listening to myself. And so I'm having to start again. Again, you have to think of addiction. You know, there's there's so many forms of it. But, you know, listen, I'm not an alcoholic. I don't, I don't know what it's like to be an AA or anything like that. But I do know just the very little bit that I've heard is that they say it's you're never cured. It's an everyday thing. And that's why, you know, every day you earn, you know, a, another day of sobriety. And I think we almost have to look at that in a sense of our own consumption, whatever it is, whether you're spending six hours a day on your phone, whether you're, you know, binging a new series every week uh, on some kind of television platform, 
whether you're hanging around the wrong people, whatever it is that you're consuming, maybe it's trashy reality TV that doesn't do you any good. I don't know. But whatever it is that you're consuming, I think we have to take a minute and really be responsible for that and be disciplined and be able to say, I'm only going to let the good stuff in. And there's a lot of stuff that's probably not so great for me. And that's going to be hard. That's going to be hard to block out. It's going to be hard to unfollow. That's going to be hard to stop because it's addiction, right? We have been programmed to be addicted to technology. And just like someone who's an alcoholic, how that is going to be a daily decision not to drink. Guys, it's got to become a daily decision for us to stop consuming so much technology. That's the only way I really know how to explain it is just it's going to be a struggle forever and it's never going to get easier. It's just one day at a time and some days we're stronger than others. And I feel like, you know, for me personally, and this is just, again, me being really honest, but we've talked about this on the podcast before as a woman, you know, we have these four cycles, these winter, spring, summer, fall. And I find when I'm in my winter phase that it's really easy for me to kind of, you know, neglect that uh, self-steal time and to consume. Why? Because I'm naturally in my feelings more. I am naturally thinking more. I naturally think of the pressures and the anxieties that I have. And so it's a lot easier to watch a whole series of, you know, I don't know, Dawson's Creek or something. Why am I saying I don't know? Because I do know, because that's what I did this last week. I watched Dawson's Creek, which I have never, I watched like the first season when it first came out when I was in high school. And that's it. So it's it was actually a little interesting to, uh, I can't believe that was targeted towards high school people. Okay. Anyway, but that's a lot easier for me to do than to get up every day and to be still and quiet and listen to my own body. And so what happens to me is I get in that kind of phase for a week and then it's kind of hard for me to get out of. So for me, it's a monthly struggle and I have to really work on that. And I have to, and it's funny because the other day I sat down and I wrote down these things and I was like, okay, here's what I'm doing. Here's what all the good stuff that I want to put in my life every day. I think that there's things that have their place. I think there's moments where we need some reality television or there's moments where we need, you know, a trashy novel or whatever. But I think we have to ask ourselves, why are we consuming? What are we avoiding? What's the mirror there? Because like I said, everything is a mirror. And the truth is your brain is amazing. It is constantly collecting information that you don't even consciously process. Your body is smarter than you think, and you really can trust yourself. I promise. So every morning with my kids, we do this thing. It's called GGMM. It is God Gratitude Meditation Movement. And I believe that if we, if I can teach them that that is how you start out your day, you spend time with God, you spend time in gratitude, and it can be the simplest thing. I am grateful for my eyesight. I am grateful that I can walk. I'm grateful that there is food in the pantry, that water is so easy to get. That's gratitude, right? Meditation. We sit crisscross applesauce, hands on our knees. We take four deep breaths in, four deep breaths out. I'm just teaching them how to how to listen. 
and then movement. We, we stretch or we do yoga or we go on a little jog or whatever. But I teach my kids that we have to do those four things every day. And I'm disciplined to doing that with them. And I have to be equally disciplined in doing that with myself. And most of the time I do. But there are those few days that I let that – it's almost like I use it as an excuse and I want to stop doing that. I want to say, you know what? Even though you want to give yourself slack and say you deserve to binge watch this or whatever, that's fine. You can still do that, but not until you listen to yourself and you're still and you listen to your body and you hear what it needs. I always end our meditation with my kids with, I literally say out loud, all the answers you need are inside of you. And there is no way that you can ever hear them unless you are still and quiet enough to do so. I say that to them every morning. If there's nothing else that they learn from me, I want them to learn that. That all the answers they ever need are inside of them, but they will never get those answers if they're not still and quiet enough to receive them. I happen to be a very spiritual person. I believe in God. I believe in the Holy Spirit. I believe the Holy Spirit lives in me and he is connected to me. And that is the voice that I hear inside of me. Okay. But whether you're a spiritual person and you believe that there is something bigger that we can connect to in the quiet or you don't, the truth is, is that our bodies are really smart. Okay, they're constantly assessing information that we can't consciously process, and we have to choose to listen to them. We can't do that if we're constantly listening to other people. If you've ever seen that TV show about hoarding, you know how gross it can be to see a house just stuffed with old clothes, DVDs, food, whatever it is. Inevitably, someone says, I don't know how it got this bad. It's time to edit. When we fail to edit, what we consume, we're being emotional hoarders, okay? If there was a physical representation of the hoarding you're doing in the form of consuming, what would it look like? Would you want someone else to see that? That's the question. If you and I went out to dinner right now and I said, okay, on the count of three, let's show each other uh, our screen time for the past week, would you be proud of that? I mean, it's just a question. Or what if we had to show our computer browser history? What if we had to share how um, much time we spend on YouTube or Facebook or Instagram or any of those social media platforms? What if we had to share at the end of the day, you know, how long we spent really avoiding our lives by consuming the lives of others? Would you be proud of it? When we fail to edit what we consume, we're being emotional hoarders. It's time to really start editing because the truth is your body, guys, it can only hold so much and you've got to make room for yourself in there. If you are consuming the lives of everyone else, then where is your life? I mean, no wonder there's so many people in this world that are just miserable. They've left absolutely no room in their body for their own life because they are too busy consuming the lives of others. 
Okay, so summer 2019, imagine me waking up at 5 a.m., taking my kids to the gym while I work out with my trainer, going to the pool, playing blocks on the living room floor, and then wham, totally out of energy by 4 p.m., crawling into bed in my Christmas pajamas. I was already doing all the energy-boosting things I could think of. Then my nutritionist told me about Bee Powered from Beekeepers Naturals. I just take a spoonful of the Bee Powered Superfood Honey every morning, and I'm not kidding. I see a huge difference. I know not everyone can have a nutritionist, but anyone can get this superfood honey, and I'm making it even more accessible for you. If you use the link in my show notes or simply go to ZimmermanPodcast.com slash B, you'll get 15% off your order from Beekeepers Naturals. So if you're a tired entrepreneur or foggy-brained parent, you need this stuff. Again, go to ZimmermanPodcast.com slash B-E-E. Okay, Jessica, that's great. Thanks for the help. But how do I even begin to do that? Because as I mentioned earlier, you're in the middle of an addiction. And addiction is really hard to pull yourself out of. So let's go back to the pie chart analogy for for just a second. It's a really good start. So honestly, grab a piece of paper, draw a circle, draw 24 slices, okay, in that pie chart. I want you to just log everything. Just have a typical day. Don't don't try to make it different because you're logging. Um, we've all done that, right? Like, especially if you're on some kind of new uh, food program and they just say, just log what you eat tomorrow. <laughs> all of a sudden, you're healthier than you were the past six months. Like, no, be be really honest. Or do the day before. Do a typical day. Do, do yesterday. Be like, okay, I spent this many hours sleeping, this many hours, you know, uh, cooking or getting ready or eating or this many hours working. Okay. Let's say you work an eight hour day. Honestly, are you really working? Are you really working all eight hours of that day? Or are you consuming other things during that time as well? So we need to know when you fall asleep. We need to know when you wake up every time you reach for something outside of yourself, make a note of it. Okay. You have to zero in on your big problem areas. For a lot of people, I'm going to be really honest, it's going to be Instagram. So I have a rule. I only follow 200 people on Instagram, even if that affects my own follower numbers, which I'm sure that it does, okay? I mean, I I lose followers all the time. Every day, (laughs) every time I check my Instagram, I've I've lost followers. And I'm like, you know what? It's okay. Um, And I'm sure it's because I'm not doing it the way Instagram wants me to be doing it. Instagram wants me to be following people left and right. They want me on there. They want me scrolling all the time. And honestly, for the most part, I get on there and post and I get off. Like I, they don't really like me. So I have that rule, only 200 people or less. And I, I certainly don't follow anyone from my own industry because I want my content to be coming from me and I don't want it to be influenced by anyone else. I have to have a personal Facebook page so I can run my business page, but I have a note on my personal page that says, hey, I I don't use this page. I do not interact here. Go follow my business page. And my business page is just business. And I have a system where I'm usually not the one doing the actual posting on my business page. Basically, the only time I personally 
interact is in my bloomer group because it's my own community and it's somewhere where I'm pouring out. I'm not consuming. And what I mean by I'm not always the one posting on Facebook is I mean, I'll post it to Instagram and it will automatically post on Facebook. That's what I mean. My Pinterest is just business. My Instagram, I've said before and I'll say again, I wouldn't have Instagram if I didn't own my own business. I just wouldn't because I think it's too tempting to see other people's lives and in some way think that I'm not doing as well. I check my email twice a day. I don't have it on my phone at all. I don't want to be constantly checking in on it. My phone is always on silent and I'll leave it in another room or fully turn it off when I want to be with my family. I set the expectation both in work and in my personal life that I won't immediately respond to anyone. I'm not spending my days waiting around to see who will engage with me. I'm going out, I'm living, and I can reply to texts or emails during the time I've set apart for that purpose. It's proactive, not reactive. In all the years I've been showing up online, teaching business education webinars, or sharing about my life in Instagram stories, there's one question I get more than any other. What kind of skincare do you use? For years, I had a pretty disappointing answer, a bar of soap. But as I started prioritizing my own wellness and stopped feeling guilty for investing time and taking care of myself physically, mentally, and emotionally, I knew I needed to up my skincare game. Enter Leah Black Skincare. While I love literally every Leah Black Skincare product I've tried, my favorite by far is the CBD Soothing Eye Cream, which can make me look rested and energized even after late nights up with the kids or prepping for a new course launch. I'm convinced that the CBD-infused cream makes my eyes look bright and smooth, and I swear it even makes me feel more awake. Whether I'm hitting the road with my family, preparing for a day of Zoom meetings, or getting a full face of makeup on to do some book press, I'm so thankful to be using products that really work. If you want to try some Leah Black products like her soothing CBD eye cream, go to leahblack.com and use code JESS40 for 40% off. That's J-E-S-S-4-0 at L-E-A-B-L-A-C-K dot com. Number three, when you limit what you consume, you can find clarity about what you actually want from life because you're not being constantly bombarded with messages of what you should be chasing. You'll be single-minded in your pursuit of your own passions and callings. You'll find the freedom to invest in the things you really care about. I know it's hard, but you have to trust yourself. The answers are inside of you. No one else has them, okay? No one. And I know you're consuming because you are searching for something. Trust that you have enough inside of you and you don't need to constantly turn to the outside world for affirmation or direction or distraction. Build what matters inside of you. Invest in yourself and your people. 
This week, I want you to take some time to make your consumption pie chart. And if you like what you see, great. But if you're realizing that you want to make some changes, I hope this is a good guide. I totally believe the common saying that you're the combination of the five people you spend the most time with. And let me just say this, if you're spending most of your time interacting with a YouTube personality you're never going to meet or hate following that girl who was always mean to you in high school, it's time to get that up, okay? It's time to invest your precious time in other ways. It's hard, okay? It's an addiction and breaking an addiction is really difficult. When days are long and babies are crying, it's easy to turn to consumption to make life feel easier to endure. But the good stuff is so ready to fill the gaps you make when you quiet the noise. I believe that you can do this. I believe we can do this. So get out there, listen to your own voice, and feel the freedom to write your own script. Because you were made for this.